Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. Hi, I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. <laughs> Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We have a really fun episode today. We're going to talk about early childhood development. We're going to talk about play therapy. And let's talk about mental health when it comes to your kids. We're sitting here with Gina Marie Soto, who just opened up the little gym. That's G-Y-M. Hi, Gina Marie. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about the really cool business that you just opened. Yeah, we... um... I have a three-year-old son that needed to get his wiggles out, so I started looking at some interesting options of play in Midland, and there was none. Um, nothing that kind of got in the gist of a three-dimensional learning, which is to get moving and citizen and, and to build their their brain. And so uh, Little Jim um, came to me. It's a franchise. There's 600 throughout the, the world, um, 100 in China alone. Um, so they... Uh, I found them, and I'm just blessed to be a part of this franchise family. Uh, we're going to open one September 9th in Midland, and the second will be in Odessa in March of the following year. So it's going to benefit both children in both areas, so I'm thrilled. Um, it really is for all uh, for age groups from 4 months old to 12 years old, and the, the concept um, is doing the play safely in an environment, but we're a 42-week curriculum program so every week they're learning a new topic a new um lesson on how to be friends how to social uh, interact um to count to balance to become um better people with better life skills and you develop them of course with the mommy and me programs and the parent child and then you gracefully get them into um the, the pre-k and then you send them into the grade school and they're good friends with everyone there, and we do sports skills. Um, we teach sports classes. They learn the basics. It's not a competitive environment. So it's a really neat environment to bring to Midland for the kids and um, just an overwhelming amount of support with moms. They just We need this here, I think. And if you can, for our visually impaired listeners, kind of walk <laughs> us through what the gym looks like. Okay. So you walk in, and it's a kind of an office mom um feel of you can hook up to wi-fi you can also um starbucks and chick-fil-a will be there so you have the option of we partner with them and so they're going to have a mom hangout and then pretty much it's got the fun colors it's got the the orange and the yellows and the blues and it stimulates every sense basically so you're also walking in and feeling the walls there's also a feeling of touch we do sign language there we teach sign language in every class um for the kids that can't communicate we also my son is a sensory has a sensory diet so Anything that they, he touches with bare feet is probably going to stimulate the brain, which helps develop them. So you walk in, and you're going into the multipurpose room where it's like a classroom um, of um, mirrors, and it's going to provide you with the the dance and um, a bugs class, which is four-month-olds, um, with the moms that can just let them wander and play. And, um, and we also do Wonder Kids there, which is a mom's day out program that we allow that. And then they go into the gym. It's 2,100 square feet of... Just play, but it's um, very structural play. We provide them with the opportunity to learn how to do certain skills with the beam, with the bar, 
with the red mat, which everyone, um, you know, does their activities on the red mat. We let them use their imagination. And the best part about the gym and what I loved is that every time I took my son, who would never sit down, was always the odd one in the corner or not paying attention or running off. Um, I felt awkward. I felt like my child wasn't listening at two years old. And at the little gym, we let them wander. There's no expectations Um, because wandering is learning and learning is exploring. And so if they're able to find a way to just walk themselves into a gym and feel comfortable and walk away from mom for two seconds and they are a clinger to mom, at least they walked away and they got that independence for two seconds and they came back. And mom stayed on the red mat, but then he got to explore. And then he came back and he was not persecuted for going away and checking it out or he needed to touch something or he wanted to look at that. And he actually looked at it and let them, the mom let them look at it. And it wasn't a negative that he wasn't sitting with the whole group of the red mat. So to me, that's, um, again, that's why I'm here because I love centers because they provided that center ability of play for my child that I didn't have because I didn't have the little gym. Yeah, so and, we have a special connection mm-hmm. with uh, Gina Marie at Centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you tell us more about your personal connection and how that inspired you to open the little gym? Mm-hmm. So I do play therapy um, with my son. Um, he was biting, and so the interaction that my son needed with the social environment, he was kicked out of daycare after daycare um, or program after program, and it, it made sense because we wanted to take care of the kids that were in the program. We didn't want to hurt anybody. Again, I was trying to figure out what way it was, but the play therapy was the way of teaching the right way at centers to um, make me as a parent a better parent at home and to develop my child in the way that um, needed to have better social interaction. I learned a lot from them, and I think that helped me bring uh, me to centers, really, or centers brought me to the little gym. I think it came hand in hand. And what exactly is play therapy, Melanie? Um, The Association of Play Therapy defines play therapy as the systematic use of theoretical model to establish an interpersonal process wherein trained play therapists use the therapeutic powers of play to help clients prevent or resolve psychosocial difficulties and achieve optimal growth and development, which basically means... What the heck does that mean? (laughs) Exactly. Play therapy is to children what counseling is to adults. Uh, Utilizes play children's natural medium of expression to help them express their feelings more easily through toys instead of words. A lot of times it's a, it's a communication factor, especially if the child is not at a verbal age. And uh, Christy has a lot more in-depth information about that. When did you guys start the play therapy at Centers? Well, Centers has had play therapy probably for the last 30, okay, so we've always, therapists have always utilized play as a therapeutic tool. Okay. So then, then and I'm not sure of the exact year, but, you know, it became a, a, a thing to be a registered play therapist because you get really great training. And we had the uh, benefit of having Angie Morris, who was trained in Denton at UNT, with kind of the guru of play therapy. Unfortunately, her husband got transferred to Lubbock and she's gone, but she did, and some people before her, they were able to set up the play therapy rooms, so there was nurturing room, there was creative play, there was art, there was just, you know, more of the um, active play therapy rooms. So all of these people that have come along have helped centers design and build to where we've produced the appropriate play therapy rooms for children. It's generally designed for kids like 3 to 11. Now, developmentally, you know, if you have a 13 or 14-year-old that's a little bit developmentally delayed, sorry, I can't talk, developmentally delayed, 
they will do well in the play therapy room. So is that a way for therapists to also kind of gauge where a child is? Um, maybe just to, just to see them playing, to see how they are socially and things like that. So it's also a benefit for the therapist. Oh, absolutely. You know, and sometimes, you know, it's, you know, like Jean Marie said, sometimes, you know, you're recognizing that there's something going on with your child. But, you know, there's a lot of places that won't diagnose anything with the child until they're about three. Um, you know, and so parents that are kind of getting a little anxious, they bring a child in. We can observe. We can give some tips on parenting, you know, and how to engage and how to exercise and things like that. Now, we're not um, occupational therapists, but we have enough knowledge that we can kind of guide a parent. And then we will also say, yes, I believe there's something that you should probably have tested further. Or we believe this is a developmental issue. Let's see what happens over the next three to four months. Is that kind of how you found out more information, Gina Marie, mm -hmm. Marie about your son? Mm -hmm. um, with, um, can you talk more about the sensory issues that you mentioned? Mm -hmm. um, he was uh, wanting to bite, not for pain or, or because he was mad. Um, here I thought he was mad. He wasn't. Um, it was more he'd bite my shoulder because he was ecstatic to see me. And this even happened at two and a half, which you're kind of getting out of that age of not biting anymore. Um, and Or licking something that's shiny to feel it and taste and touch in the mouth. Um, through centers, I even was told to go to the dentist and found out really the reason why he was biting or gripping down or near that chew toy that we gave to him. Um, so when he got anxious, he was biting down because he was releasing the endorphins, right? So I know you can talk more about that. And that's, that was what we found out. And we would have never known that if we didn't walk into centers and we just thought we, if we scolded him all day long for biting, we would have never known that it was just a release. He couldn't express himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing what you can find out through play therapy. Mm -hmm. You take a child in a play therapy room and you observe them and you, you hear from the parent, you know, kind of what's gone on, what their concerns are, or what's going well. Mm -hmm. And you just start saying, hey, it's, mm -hmm. it could possibly be this. It could possibly be this. Let's try those mm -hmm. things and see what's going on. And mm -hmm. in um, Jean Marie's case, she was able to find the thing that her child needed. Mm -hmm. If you think back, you probably all know somebody who had to have the whoopee blanket or whatever, you know, that they needed to rub mm -hmm. my youngest son loved to you know like touch pantyhose or slip or whatever mm -hmm. those are sensory things that bring some relief mm -hmm. they you know decrease anxiety or they just bring them a, a feeling of safety mm -hmm. those things are important for children's development so you know you whenever parents would take the whoopee away or whatever you, you wanted to call it your child is not developmentally ready now if they're in ninth grade and they need their blanket <laughs> that's one thing but you know let them have that slowly slowly decrease the amount of time they need it and where they take it don't take away everything at once. Their anxiety will go up and you create another problem. Mm -hmm. And the, the little gym, it, it works for special needs children also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we put the music um, isn't loud. Um, we, we know who kind of needs a little bit more of the attention of they're wandering all day long um, during the class, and that's okay. Hey, Johnny, when you're ready... We're all hanging out over here on the big red mat. So you can go and check that out, but that's cool. I'm just checking on you. You okay? Okay, great. And they're done. By the time they realize that I've done speaking, they're, why am I not over with the group? And so it's nice because it's on their terms and they don't feel pressured and um, it doesn't get their anxiety level up. And we even have parents that come into the gym that are maybe at a three or four-year-old age that are having that anxiety. The, the kids are having the anxiety of moving away from their mom or dad and um, the gym it's like a centers where we had to walk out slowly to let him know that we're there. Um, anxieties was really high. Um, he would chew on that toy when he was stressed because I would leave. 
So um, like centers, we were not always around, like we weren't always, um, we were able to coat, um, slowly move away from him. Um, but we did it without dramatically changing the dynamic of how he could be at centers. And it was a slow process. Same thing with the gym. The mom stays in the gym. She hangs out. Okay, she's by the wall. And then she's hanging out. And then eventually she's just clapping and saying good job. And by the time we're done with the class, she's sitting outside the glass wall and watching. And the care, you know, and then that helps with the preschool. So really by going to centers, I have a year to figure out how am I going to get my child to go to middle of Montessori and be a well-functioning child that I don't have him fighting, high anxiety, socially relaxed. And so to me, that's what I have here. I have that option and I have that place to go to help me get my child to that point. Um, again, it's on their terms. I have no expectations, but neither does centers. It's just a gradual process, but at least we're tackling something and they're not just letting it figure itself out. And I love what the, you know, like Jean Marie is talking about whenever, if the child wanders off, you know, and, and you invite them back, that's the inclusion that we're looking for. So it's like, mm -hmm. you, on, it's on your terms. Because there's going to come a time when some of those terms are limited. Yes. But right now, what we want them to learn is that you can do this. And it's not usually about them being defined at that age. It is about, I'm uncomfortable. There's a reason that I'm separating. And mm -hmm. then whenever they do that, and once they connect or join up, they're usually joined for the length of the amount of time that they're there. So at the little gym, they can start coming on a routine basis to start building those social skills. Yeah, um, in every age they're doing the social skills. So even a little, um, a little guy at 10 months, 19 months old, um, they might have a ball thrown to them by someone that's not their parent. I mean, gotcha. well, that's, that's yeah. crazy. That's, you know, some other parent. Or I'm calling their name, and I'm asking for them to give me a high five in the name circle. Okay, well, some stranger just said my name, and I'm not going to do that. Okay, but maybe by the second time, okay, that stranger, okay, it's okay to talk to the stranger. Because what they have is only mom all day long, or dad, or they have daycare, and that's, you know, they're not, um, yeah, they're, the social interaction happens from four months old all the way up to 12 years old, and that's what we're working on. But, yes, you can go every day of the week. You can go once a week. You can, um, the schedule is basically um, on the website, and it's, it's great. You can learn what they're going to learn that week. Um, and then we have things that they can work at home. So the personal outside practice, we bring them home to the kids. So um, a child is working on backwards, um, just walking backwards. It's a crazy skill, but we've been walking forward, right? But at two, they're like, oh, we're working backwards now? Okay, and sideways. Mm -hmm. So I'm good with that, let's go. Let's yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> do backwards now. And they just have to figure out how that, that body movement goes. So we ask the parents, you know, let's take this home from the gym and let's ask them to go backwards and to walk into bed or jump into bed backwards or, you know, or just roll around backwards into bed. It just it's it's something that we allow the parents to understand while they're bringing their kids there. Um, this is, yes, gymnastics base, but it's not a gymnastics center. Which I love because honestly, as as a parent, I mean, it's hard to find stuff that isn't the sports oriented you know, specific baseball, softball, soccer, not every child is inclined in that direction. Mm -hmm. So I love that this is encouraging social skills and activity, yes. but it's it's not... Uh, it's not competitive. No, not competitive at all. Mm -hmm. There's something for everyone. Yes. It's, it's unstructured play. Yes. It is. is. a big deal. Yes. It's very important. One of the important things that for kiddos' development is feeling like that they have conquered something, mastered something. Mm -hmm. And the more small successes they have, the more confident they become as a person. So whenever you have a child that can walk backwards and then be brave enough to throw themselves back on a bed mm -hmm. or in a ball a pit or, you know, whatever you mm -hmm. might have, they're going to get up and they're going to go, yeah, I can do that. And so I can do this next thing as well. 
So I, I think that's yeah, we're building super, confidence. It's yeah, super amazing what she's doing. And just real quick, there's a way we speak to the children, and we don't do but. The word but does never be used. So we do SPF, which is um, specific, um, specific um, positive feedback, and then um, DP, which is directed practice. So I'll say, wow, that was a great handstand. Next time, let's put our hands flat so we can actually have it straight enough to bend to the side so you can actually finish that. Or, hey, I loved how you were running backwards super fast. Next time, let's just watch out for you know, Cassie that you ran over. It's something of like, you did a fantastic job. I love it. And let's just next time check it out this way. And then immediately they pick that up and they start doing exactly what you asked them. And it's amazing. I did that on my son and I thought, whoa, he actually listened. You've, you've seen that work firsthand. Yes. And you too, Christy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that like, centers. I mean, that is literally what they're doing there is developing it's a kid's confidence. Yes. Too. And not breaking them down and saying that's bad. Yes, it's horrible to bite. Yes, it's horrible to hit. But they're doing it so it's being monitored so we understand how to correct it positively so it's not this uh, negative environment. Is play declining in our society with the use of technology? Is unstructured, non-competitive play a challenge now? Is it information overload? Uh, absolutely. Um, there's an article in the most recent issue of American Journal of Play, and it details not only how much children's playtime has declined, but how the lack of play affects emotional development, leading to the rise of anxiety, depression, and problems of attention and self-control, also depression. We can all talk about the many things that we know just right off the bat. I mean, how many kids are just hooked on Netflix? There was a time when we had to wait for, you know, wait through commercials and wait for next week. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, there was a time when there wasn't even any of that. And so... Uh, if you go backwards in time, that's what people were doing. Children were outside playing, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm very uh, much uh, responsible for part of the fear of oh no, don't go outside, it's scary, <laughs> because of uh, traffic and mm -hmm. predators and all of the things we hear on the news. It makes people less inclined to let kids wander, which uh, has to created a decline in play in. Mm -hmm. um, unstructured play so i was reading an article about how we're raising a generation of very impatient kids mm -hmm. that they're used to with netflix and ipads they want it right then and there have you guys seen that with <laughs> the play therapy in the little gym mm -hmm. i know that through play therapy we cannot be uh we don't have the ipad in front of them it's if i'm doing any technology anything, based it's yeah just hands-on yep it was uh creating a um a ref reflective reaction so if my son was seeing something funny, he would react that way. That's not natural. That's not imaginary play. Um, so when he was there, he was being able to use his imagination naturally then to see a screen and then reflect even the child that's doing something of play on YouTube. That's not what he was thinking. That's how he should be acting and playing. What it, it creates, first of all, I've, I'm not disputing that access to some of these things through your iPad or computer, they are not intellectually stimulating. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, some of, of them are. Mm -hmm. But what we're wanting to do, your brain development, brain growth happens when you're active. Mm -hmm. It's when you're out in the fresh air, when you're eating healthy foods, whenever you're, you know, being taken to the doctor when you're sick. It is not sitting on the couch looking at an iPad and mm -hmm. laughing. You mm -hmm. want them creating mm -hmm. those um, connections whenever they have done something creative 
and people have laughed for them. Mm -hmm. And they get that, once again, that feeling of confidence because I made people laugh, even if you were doing a silly dance. So it's like not, not just looking at the, the picture of it. Yeah. And part of that, too, is just the unstructured play in general. I mean, when we're encouraging our kids to, okay, we've got you in piano lessons and theater lessons and soccer, and it's not, it's not unstructured. It's all adult-led. And so there's not that ability to be on the playground and meet people and, and just kind of freely have your imagination going. Mm -hmm. And since that's on the rise, that's also affected yeah. play. Do we, do we maybe expect too much of our kids sometimes? Oh, yes. Definitely. We overload their schedules. And you look back at what you did whenever you were there. I mean, it, by the time they're fifth, sixth grade, they go to school all day. They do extracurricular activities. If it's church night, you go to church. You might have, if you have somebody that's a musician, they're having private lessons or mm -hmm. they're going to, you know, mm -hmm. tennis lessons or gymnastics, you know, on top of that. And then they mm -hmm. come home and they do homework. So it is like all of those things are good. And all of those things should be in a child's mm -hmm. life, but they don't need to be structured every single day. Mm -hmm. has to be some downtime. Your brain cannot run on overload without creating anxiety. When you get anxiety and you don't perform, it leads to depression. So we're trying to take those things down a notch or two. Since you've been at centers for so long, Christy, have you seen a change in the, the amount of anxiety levels in children? Yes. And starting earlier and earlier, we are talking, some of that is directly related to academics. You know, when we started star testing, tax testing, even way back, in, you know, because there was so much importance placed on it. So these um, kiddos that even when they normally do well in school, when they're told over and over that you, you must perform, you must do that, then kids get into junior high or high school and they've got their coaches saying, my job depends on your performance right? Because mm -hmm. if you don't do well, I might not have right. my job. And so then, then there's that pressure. And then you've got your parents saying, but you're a natural pian piano player. So we've got to do that. So it's once again, creates all that. It's in the pit of their stomach and it's going to come out in anger, mm -hmm. um, depression, you know, uh, self-harm. Mm -hmm. Some of those things, it's, we need everybody to take a step back. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up a quick point though, because um, I didn't understand what a forward role really did for a child's development. So I challenge every one of you all to do a forward roll. Just do a somersault and see how dizzy you are. So when you're dizzy, right, that's the inner ear fluid that's getting swished around in your ear. So by the age of child birth to 12 years old, the amount of that amount of time for that inner ear to be moving, flushing, moving in your ear, that creates the brain stimulation at an nth degree. And that helps with reading with cognitive development, the brain needs to have that swishing ability. So I was actually in training at the little gym with this um, Indian couple that was owning a little gym, and she said, and she could not do a forward roll, a simple somersault, and she would literally fall to her knees and could not get the concept. She never was able to go outside without her shoes on. She never felt dirt on her feet. It's the culture, right? And so they have these in India, and she feels like that's an incredible resource. So when we are talking about play and for a woman to own a little gym and she's going to have this ability to bring the women, the Indian culture into this idea where you can take your shoes off, you can run around, you can do a somersault and a cartwheel and your inner fluid is going to be running around. It's talk about development and all these levels and that's play. That's imaginary thought process of play. So when we're asking them to all be pirates or asking them all to learn a sports skill and we're going to teach them from the basic fundamentals of how to hold the ball. And then in the same sense, we're going to show, I mean, it's just, it's imaginary play. But again, if you don't get that opportunity 
to go to a little gym. Centers provides that guidance to get them to that. Not, maybe not doing the somersault thing, but the idea of the idea of getting that imagination to let them grow naturally. This is normal, and telling them yes, it's okay, it's normal. This is just how we're going to grow and grow that child. So again, the somersault thing really threw me off because when I did it the first time, and I'm going to ask all these kids to do that. That was insane to me to think that even some eight year olds could not even do that. And again, that sitting in front of something that maybe isn't play. Mm-hmm. It's just activity. Ooh, I haven't done a somersault, and I can't tell you. How dare you, long. Melanie? Now, <laughs> now I'm thinking I'm going to try that. I hope I have to call in tomorrow. <laughs> we need to do it every morning. We, we do need should. to do. I'm serious, and we you'll have be that one room at centers that's got the little padded thing we're on the like, floor. Everybody, we're like everybody. We're going to do somersaults. <laughs> it brain, it brain is like getting stimulated. That's why people don't have that much balance as they get older because they're sure. not moving that inner ear, and that's why you get balance of these kids, and that's how you get them to run and jump and have fun. And if they're just doing activity. They're not growing. And if you're, you're taking care of your mental health, your physical health exactly. will follow. Yes, and that's ma'am. a perfect example. Yes, crazy. Interesting. Yeah, I had to bring that up. And let's talk a little bit about the staff. Yep, they're all CPR trained. Um, they go through um, a training in Arizona through the corporate, um, the franchise, um, and the headquarters are, uh, international headquarters are in Arizona. They go for that training. Then they get certified. We run a gym um, for seven days um, full on. We teach the classes and get certified. And then, so the curriculum is designed by the U.S. Gymnastics Association. So we have actually Olympic, Olympic athletes, um, Circus LA performers um, that are making this curriculum. And so they understand the basics of the gymnastics world. We are trained, and the founder, um, Robin Rust and Randy um, McCoy, um, have been um, doing this since 1976. And they still sing the music, write the music, and work with the U.S. Gymnastics Association to build this curriculum. Uh, it's pretty advanced. It sounds like it's just the gym, and it's a play free-for-all, and it's not. Um, so it's a little overwhelming when you're learning this from going from just being a mom to learn how to do this. But um, such a beneficial way of, um, of um, I don't know, moving moving a, a community that I think needs yeah, to bring this. Yeah, you saw a need for it. Yes, mm-hmm, they did, yeah. And um, it's going to be exciting to see what, what we have for the kids here. And I can attest to that. I wish I wish something like that was available when my kids mm-hmm. were younger. Me too. I feel like I'm getting out of that. That I wish, yeah. I might have another one just to have in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, they go up to 12. But, it's, it's again, it's uh, pretty neat to see an infant with a mom and stretching. And then the next minute they're walking. And That's it's so just, great. yeah, the development's mm-hmm. going to be really neat. But, yeah, it's, um, but, again, like I said, if we didn't have centers, then I don't think this would ever have happened. And you, here. I think that you mentioned that your gym director actually oh, yes. met her partner, yeah. at, at her husband at, yes. at Centers. So mm-hmm. Centers also does matchmaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. yeah, I but said that story, and here yeah. it is. Yeah, so people it, are asking me, mm-hmm. I don't know where to meet anyone, and I'm like, yeah, me too. I didn't know I was right there. <laughs> <laughs> centers. <laughs> it brings a great group of people together. I think it's just that's what it is. I think the people, the staff, and like we have the little gym. I think there's just you either have a love for children right i totally agree yep and you can't teach you know that so thank god centers has people that have loved their children from the person that says hello to you in the morning you know when you had that rough night with that kiddo Mm -hmm. it starts um, from every direction at centers so you've you've also seen just how beneficial it is for the parents oh extremely oh yeah they're my lifeline completely (laughs) yeah absolutely and if you will tell us again the open date for the little gym uh it's off right now september 9th we're enrolling August 1st, um, so yeah. become a member, um, and that way you can enroll in the classes because 
they will fill up on August I'm sure 1st. You, I'm sure you already have quite a few people interested. Yeah. Um, how do we become a member? Um, you can um, just call 432-689-0800. And I'd love to talk to you so I know that you are in the right fit for the right class for the right kid. Okay. Because um, it's so personalized and it's so much a, um, a good learning development. So, um, And then you can go to um, the Little Gym of Midland. Um, and the website's there. And again, if you have any questions on how to enroll, just call because you'll be talking to me personally and then um, my staff as well. And um, again, it's just, it's really a neat to be um, educating the moms of Midland on where to go. If it's not the gym, it's centers. If it's not centers, then where else can they help get help mm -hmm. with their kiddo? Um, so I think this is really just going to be a mom outreach group that will just, uh, this web that will spread. And so as much attention as I can provide through the gym to about centers, um, if it's not our gym right now, then that's okay. It's, it might be there at centers to help you out. And where is the gym located? It's on the corner of um, Midland Drive and Loop 250 North. Uh, we are taking over the big blue and yellow building that used to be the Hollywood Video or the New Avenue. Oh, my gosh, Hollywood Video. Yeah, back in the day, I hear <laughs> that was a spot. Past, it was, I went <laughs> there all the time. So I have my membership. Company. After school. <laughs> <laughs> Yours. Yeah. After school, I would be going to get out my movie uh -huh. video yes. games for that weekend. Yeah. It's yes. the best. It's, yeah. Touched them all, picked them all, probably watched them all. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. them all so. and, and then just had to get the same one because the, the new releases are already gone. So, Always. Yeah. Uh, but that's in front of the Walmart, right? Yeah, it's okay. right in the Walmart, Walmart parking lot, right next to the Chick Fil A and the Wendy's. Oh, and good spot. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great, great spot. spot. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we'll be trafficked, but there's also three other tenants that'll be sharing the space. Okay. And so it'll be fun to, you'll get to see who they are, and it's going to be a nice do you little know who group. They are? I do. <laughs> I can't yeah. say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be nice to have that community, and I think it's going to be nice to have that mom, and I think that that corner needs that. Yes, it's a great location. A great location, yeah, and I think that's a great corner to have. All those, oh, those businesses involved. So. so whether you can join that or not, what I'm hoping with that visibility mm -hmm. is that people get the, uh, you know, back in the groove of kids need to be active, yes. you know, for their social development, their emotional development, their physical yeah. development, and things like that. Because we have a lot of kiddos that in Midland who stay with, like, a grandma or great-grandma mm -hmm. while their parents work because mm -hmm. daycare is so high. Yeah. Or, or, you know, and if they stay with a small daycare or a small individual, they don't have time for doing some of those things. That's right. So let's bring that back. Let's recognize how important it is and how much fun it can be, mm -hmm. right? So yes, absolutely. I think it's a great message, a great yes. thing. Thank so. you, Christine. And thank you, Gina Marie, for joining us and thank telling you. us about your great new business adventure. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks for Centers for giving us this guidance as a family to do this for other people. It's awesome. Centers Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hennis and Abby Wiggum. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the recording library at 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.